Hello and welcome to another episode of Same Page. I'm Sarah. And I'm Lynn Austin Regis. And today we have two wonderful guests with us joining us through Zoom. We have Loisa Georges and Danny Desir who are with us. Thank you so much for accepting to be on our show today. Thank you for having us. Of course, of course. So I'm excited about just the conversations we're going to have. Um, so for the people who don't know you guys, let us um, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and how long have you guys been together? Um, Can I go first? Yes, sure, I'll go for it. Um, well, as you said before, my name is Danny Desia. Um, no, just a uh, regular guy from Ottawa, born and raised in Haiti. Um, like I studied, I studied in college at La Stigle you know, in business administration and such. And it was around that time that I met Lisa. And we've, we've been together for a good seven years now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, seven years. That's a long time. Yeah. 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 So, well, your turn. Okay. Um, so I'm Lisa George. Um, and uh, yeah, me too. I uh, grew up in Haiti, came in Canada when I was around 14, um, and then do all my high school here. Um, and yeah, that was a bit of a, you know, adaptation um, in Canada and such. Um, more francophone than anything else. Uh, and yeah, Asian two hearts mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I did my studies in conflict studies and human rights uh, at University of Ottawa, um, and now I'm working in human resources. Um, I met Danny when I was about 20, 23, still uh, at the university, but he met me here. Um, and yeah, we've been together as long as we said we are. Um, actually, this year... Um. no this year is actually our seventh seventh anniversary that was uh the 23rd of december oh Um, okay how did you guys celebrate or did you celebrate i know it's covid time Uh, well not really we didn't really celebrate this year um especially with the covid holidays you know because usually we go out like to a restaurant or go downtown for a little drive, you know, to just to enjoy the scenery you know, mm-hmm. or celebrate with people, really. But this year, with, especially with COVID, there was, like, everything was just moving so differently. It didn't allow us to really plan anything. So yeah. we mainly just, like, uh, spent some time together, cooked, and ate. Yeah. Yeah, and we just uh, spent some time with the family, and that was about it. But it wasn't a bad day, really. Yeah. Just to keep relaxed. It was just natural. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, is there is there like an interesting story on on how you guys met and then how you guys started dating? Like, how did that uh, how did that uh, uh, I guess not necessarily transaction, but how did that all occur? <laughs> um, really, really, it was just um, so. First time I saw her was at a volunteer work that um, my cousin was part of. So my cousin asked me for some help and in joining her, like she was performing a dance with her sisters and a group of other girls. And me, I was um, supposed to uh, perform a poem, which I did. And it was like around that time when she was dancing, I was like, oh, I, I see you. 
you know? <laughs> um, but I, afterwards, I kept running into her sister, like basically when I was going to work and things like that. So, and, and the volunteer work we do, we kept in touch. But at first, I could never remember her name. That was, oh. <laughs> that was my, because I was like, oh man. So every time I would see her sister, I'd be like, how's your, so how's your sister doing? She's like, what's her name? I'm like, let's just go with low. Let's just go with low. But yeah, no, and then from then on, we, um, we kept bumping into each other in certain, certain events, like, uh, because I'm that guy that loves to go to bars and things like that. Mm-hmm. And ran into her a couple of times, um, invited her a couple of times. And then from that point on, we started like revolving to, you know, like dinners and just casually spending time together. Yeah. yeah. But what, like that was his side of the story. <laughs> the story is the event that you mentioned, I did not even meet him there. So he saw me, but did not approach me. Okay. So um, I did not meet him there per se at this event. Uh, what I remember was um, the first time I really saw you and you really engaged. No, the first time I really saw you, I think was at the Ball of Criola, mm-hmm. which is um, an Asian um, dance event. Um, and then the second time we actually met at a bus station and we started to do conversation and uh, it was interesting. And then the times after we kept meeting at the bus station and this is what, like how I think we started to talk really mm-hmm. and actually exchange. And then I remember um, the first time he invited me to an event, I was like, this is not a date. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just, you know, I met somebody and then it's just casual, nothing really. And then I go home and I say to my sister and you're like, it's a date. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> I just met the guy. That's nothing. Like, it's a date. I'm like, no, it's not a date. So then he invited me to a restaurant. And then that was actually the real date that I was not ready for. Mm-hmm. And then my sister was like, no, you go in and take a dress. You go, like add something at university at that time. And then uh, after that, we we're supposed to meet to go to the restaurant together. Um, and you're like, this is actually your date. So you're going to take a dress with you and then you're going to change at university and then you're going to go there. I was like, okay. Um, so that's what I did. And then we went to that restaurant. And from what I remember, that dress that I wore that time is actually the dress you always remember. It's oh. like, that dress. <laughs> so good on your sister for telling you to, to, to wear a dress. Yeah, basically. Okay, so it made an impact. Okay. It made an impact that you were memorable. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing that I want to ask, um, I know you guys have a Haitian uh, background, but what, um, before I jump into that conversation, um, during COVID times, um, there's a lot of couples who the relationship has changed for, you know, whatever reason, we're home a little bit and mm-hmm. like dating or, or whatnot. And Danny, as I know you, you like to go out and things like that. So has, how has COVID impacted your relationship? Like, is there anything that, you know, you feel like, you were obviously not doing before, uh, may have been doing before that you're not doing now, but 
is there anything special that you feel like it, it's really impacted your relationship in a certain way, whether it's good or bad? Um, for me, I would say um, there's been actually a lot of good because I find that with COVID, especially both of us being like mainly home, um, so sometimes I would go and see her or sometimes she would come and see me and, and such and you know, working from home gives us that freedom. Uh, so I think like it really gave us a chance to just talk more. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, and I'm someone that usually doesn't, uh, doesn't like, you know, to engage in like long, long conversations, but then, then it was like, okay, cool. You know, it's a different thing, you know, especially with someone you care about. And then like you, like you're starting to like, it really gives you a whole different, uh, lets you see a whole different side of that. Mm-hmm. So, like in that way, uh, COVID like has has benefited, um, has benefited. Uh, yeah, but as you said, you know, the negative is just like you no, know, like more, like not not going out, not being able to really fully enjoy the outdoors and and such. So, but we do make things work. Like we do our own things. Okay. Yeah, and to add to what you said, um, I feel like. There was, yeah, I think for us, COVID definitely gave us more space to communicate more um, than we used to do um, and be closer to each other in that sense. I feel like, um, you know, before everybody's so busy and caught up in what they do uh, in their everyday life, yes, I mean, we used to be very close to each other, like 10 minutes away. Uh, from each other and used to come to my house very often um but you know uh, there's work and then there's so much things that we caught up in and you know technology um sometimes we hear together but it's not like we're not here so we don't have we don't really spend quality time in the sense that he's watching his show on his um uh phone and i'm caught up in my show on netflix mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's like we're there, but we're not there together. Yeah. Um, I feel like with COVID, um, I don't know. It's like we actually took more time to discuss real things that matter um, to us, um, plan our future. And let's say if we're, we're not on the same page about certain things, um, we actually took the time to have the conversation that we did not used to. So I feel like that made us have a closer bond yeah. with each other. So, I agree. Yeah. That's interesting. And I, and I like the, um, what you said that um, it gives you the time to really communicate, right? Because you're mm-hmm. right. Sometimes you're, you're together, but you're not, you know, before you're like, yeah, you spend a lot of time together, but you're not really spending time. You're mm-hmm. just exactly. you're you're more than physical presence. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So that's, so that's kind of cool. Um, I know it's been very difficult for some people, but I'm glad that you guys took the opportunity to um, maybe connect a little bit more and strengthen that relationship in that regard. So that's, uh, um, it, I'm happy to hear that. That's really cool. Thank you. And like, so like Sarah was saying, like you guys are, we are we're all from the Haitian descent and we all know that there are particular challenges uh, dating within the Haitian culture. Um, now, I'm mainly talking about uh, whether it's uh, uh, coming from your uh, your parents' mindset or your mindset that you developed, especially since you guys grew up uh, mostly grew up here um, in, uh, in in Ottawa or in Canada in general. Uh, so, yeah, so what have the challenges been for you guys uh, dating within the Haitian community? 
I'll let you go first on that one. <laughs> okay. Um, so I have to say, personally, um, I started dating really late in my adulthood, if I can say that. Mm -hmm. um, so in the Haitian community, I feel like, um, really, uh, what do I want to say? Relationships tend to be at a later time mm -hmm. in life as opposed to other cultures. Mm -hmm. um, so for me personally, everything when it comes to the dating scene or anything that is um, uh, relationship-wise, but in the romantic sense, um, has been really delayed. Um, so he was actually my first um, partner, if I can say that like that. Um, so personally, I'm an introvert, and I can say that the dating was really something difficult for me to open up to somebody else, not because my parents are strict in that sense. I, I think that they raised us to have that freedom of deciding um, for us, have that judgment, judgment for us who want to date and, and such. But nonetheless, um, Asian parents, I feel, are very judgmental of <laughs> who your partner is, and they will have something to say about it. Um, <laughs> Uh, and uh, definitely when I met Danny, um, for me, it was a very new thing. Um, just the fact that, okay, I have somebody in my life that never happened before. I'm practically in foreign territory here. Um, and it was an awkward thing. Um, just to know how to introduce Danny to the family, that was the most awkward thing I've ever done before. Um, and knowing that, okay, it's not just my mom and dad who's gonna be judging, it's gonna be the aunties and the uncles and say, okay, um, where did you come from? What do you do? Whatever. So, um, I mean, I feel like it's a thing. I mean, we do with it, we deal with it. Um, and then, uh, practically now that we've been together for seven years, practically, of course, the question that always pop up is, okay, when is the wedding? When are you going to get married and stuff like that? Um, and it's not only from my side of the family, uh, his friends and, and aunts too. So um, definitely it comes with a certain pressure, but um, when it comes to, you know, like you mentioned, there's, there's a, a generational difference, point, difference yeah. Um, yeah. in how um, parents and us perceive what marriage is. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like before, definitely, uh, the generation of my parents, it's like you do things in a certain order, you yeah. know, it's like, okay, you dumb school, then you get married, then you have babies, mm -hmm. and then career can be in between or whatever mm. um so i mean they always focus on studies of course but they do care that you do have a family and mm -hmm. definitely have been oh for them to have grandchildren and stuff like that um so i feel like on my side there is that pressure but i still feel like they give us room to actually know what we want to do for our future Mm -hmm. um, and you know from my own observations 
there's no real there's no um what can i say there's not the perfect path to marriage or whatever um so i feel like even though there is that pressure i feel like i can take my time to see where i'm going mm-hmm. and definitely assess for myself is this is this what i really want to do is it the good time for me to go into it and and do it so basically i think i am swimming in that you know mm-hmm. navigating through what it is and how to prepare so i feel like i'm doing that journey for myself and not because i feel the pressure right yeah that that's really important because um you, coming from Haitian descent as well there's you're absolutely right there's a certain path that you know after a to b after b to c after c is d right and um sometimes doing it like that doesn't allow you to explore certain things right mm-hmm. um you might want to have a different path or either date longer or I know within our community like moving in together is it before marriage is frowned upon mm-hmm. um there's certain things that you sort of pick up from the Canadian culture right um mm-hmm. just just because we, we we live here and um our peers are doing something different i'm not saying we're copying them but it's just that um it's definitely the culture is different from what we would see um in Haiti right and as yeah. also a new generation there's certain things that we take on um and uh that we want to you know find out for ourselves so it it's definitely good that you're you're taking you're maybe listening to a little bit of of what they want but still within you you know exactly what you want to do right and mm-hmm. i mean and, and just following your heart um and um what i find is that sometimes because you want to please them so much you end up doing what they want uh yeah. but in your skin you're not you're not very happy right um you try mm-hmm. to your family and your and your um your parents the community who's watching you um yeah. but that may not fit with your goals and with your dreams um mm-hmm. and how do you think your parents are taking that the fact that you're sort of walking your own path as opposed to following what they may want you to do um I think that um definitely I can feel that they they are impatient to know what I'm doing with my life. Um I think they want to see me um build that nest for myself. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time I don't know. I feel like um definitely there's a pressure. I, I they are silent. My parents are not really expressive or they're not going to really discuss it in the open, but I know that there is an expectation to get there. Um but at the same time, I feel like um room to sort of okay, when I get there, I get there on on my side of things. Um and um yeah what was your question again <laughs> no uh, i think you're answering you're answering the question yeah. um at, at the same time again knowing your culture um do you feel like it's possible um and and you know with your parents specifically 
to have a, a very um, in-depth conversation where you're very open with them about um, not necessarily wanting to maybe, um, follow their path. So maybe they never expressed to you like explicitly, or maybe they have. Mm -hmm. um, okay, well, this is what you need to do. But we all know what that path is. We like grew up in it and um, just the way they talk, we all know, you know, it's like school, find someone, get married, have kids, and, it, you know, mm -hmm. and hopefully live happily ever after. Um, yeah. Do you think they're open to those type of discussions? Let's say you were to come to them mm -hmm. and be like, listen, this is what... Uh, I think, um, so I'm going to talk and then I'll let you give your point of view on certain things. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but what was I going to say? Yeah, I think they are definitely open to it because we had the conversation, right, um, with my little sister. Because um, this is something that we do often. We sit uh, at the table dinner and then we discuss every kind of subject. So we did have that conversation about what um, the expectations of marriage, because we're still young and sometimes we do want to know what their point of view is on certain things as, okay, um, the marriage, what do they consider um, is like a good partnership and stuff like that. So we do have a, that conversation. And I remember that once um, we discussed the meaning of marriage, not just mm -hmm. the wedding and that one day, but mm -hmm. what is it, um, like the journey of a good partnership. And actually, my parents are a good example in the sense that um, we've seen them evolve as a couple. We've seen them, like, sometimes we've been worried, okay, are they going to divorce because they, they like, um, you know, they bicker so much. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point of time, it's like, okay, oh, my God, it's like they hate each other or something. But... We, we saw them evolve to a point where my mom has always been there for my dad and vice versa. But it's not to say that it's always, you know, la vie en rose, like mm -hmm. they say. So I feel like watching them, there's no perfect couple. Um, it's actually what it is to be in a relationship where you're not always in sync, you're not always... Um, you know, agree with each other. And I, I, I can say that sometimes that aspect kind of uh, scares me mm -hmm. in the sense that, okay, uh, we're going to have rough patch. We're going to have like moments where we totally not agree with each other. Um, but somehow they always find a way to be together. I'm like, okay, five minutes ago, you were like, okay, mm -hmm. I don't like him, whatever, nah, nah, nah. and then they insult each other in the next minute. It's like, you know, they're okay, and the next morning, it's like... It didn't even happen. Yeah, it did not even happen. So that just gives, gives me that feeling of, I guess, that's, that's how it works. Yeah. Um, and, but just the fact that you commit to a certain level, you commit to each other, mm. And, and that just proves that, you know, for me seeing my parents like that, it's just for better or worse, it's like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I wanna, I just wanna add that I can see 
the, the difference between the generations of my parents versus our generation where I feel like their generation, they were raised to kind of um, tolerate anything in a marriage. Um, and it's not really in their culture to just give up in a relationship. Um, even though things are, are bad, um, they won't easily say, I'm leaving this man. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were raised to, I feel, take a lot before it gets to a point where I'm going to divorce. First things, divorce was not a thing in their time. Yeah, yes. an um, and uh, yeah, and I feel like our generation, we are more assertive in what we want and what we don't want. So if anything happened and I'm like, okay, this is my limit, then I feel like I can say, yeah, married or not married, for better or worse, well, the worst has a limit, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so this is, actually, this gives me, like, a perception of what marriage is supposed to be. And I feel like it's never a clear thing. It's not crystal. It's not, you know... Um, and I had a discussion the other day with my uh, with my friends. So I have um, one friend. Uh, she actually she got married two years ago, um, and that was a re- really new thing uh, for her. And I think she's the only one, uh, the only uh, the only friend that I have in my circle where she got married early. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was explaining the fact that. People, like marriage is such an ideal that people, you know, they, they tell you things, but it's not pink every day. Sometimes I feel like I don't want to see him at all. Sometimes I feel like, <laughs> I was like, you know, this is, this is good for us to talk about these things. Sometimes they sell you an idea of what marriage is. Yeah. That is not really, you know, the movies or Hollywood or whatever. Um, it's not always pink, whether you have a child or you don't, you know, you come across challenges that are totally new to you and you don't know what to do with it. So I don't know. I feel like um, it's what you make of it and it's how you overcome the challenges. And even us, uh, even if we are not married, but as a couple, I feel like we've gone through some, ups and downs like every other couple but i feel like it's the fact that we are always trying to um straighten that bond that you know make us go through for me it's the perception that hey we're together but in difficult moments we're here for each other and i feel like if we go into that mentality with whatever marriage is then that's the best we can do yeah I agree. Yeah. 